0: Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So what kind of travel do you do?
1: Well, when I was little, my family was really big on road trips. So I'd been on airplanes before, but most of my travel growing up was a road trip to um, just anywhere in the U.S. I remember one time we took this big road trip to D.C., to be there for 4th of July, and then we kept going up to Pennsylvania, we went to Hershey, and that was the kind of extent of my big family road trip. We never left the country, we were very much about the Americana on our trips. So it wasn't until after I was already out of college and out of grad school and working that I kind of got tired of waiting for my friends' budgets and timelines to match up with taking this big trip. And so at that point, I decided to start doing more international travel. So I would say my relationship now with travel is I just do it for fun. I'm not really in a job where I get to travel for my job. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, I just pick places I wanna go where I get good deals and that's that's how I decide. And then I go.
0: That's awesome. I definitely agree with that. There comes a time in your life where you just have to accept that you're going to go travel and just decide that you got to go. And it is hard sometimes to wait for other people's time frames or their budget and feel like you really want to travel with other people or you're not sure about booking some kind of travel, but you just have to sometimes go for it because otherwise you'll never do it. And I think that just booking something is half the distance really in deciding to make travel a priority in your life.
1: It totally is and if you get to where you're going and you don't like it you can always come home. Yeah. You know, especially if you have that travel insurance but there was a time this past summer that I did have to come home early because of weather issues Mm -hmm. and it wasn't hard at all. It was super easy. So I feel like people are always like, oh you you do all this cool traveling and it's like, well you could too. You just have to decide that that's what you're going to do and then prioritize everything until you get to that point.
0: Yeah, I think that's it is a lot of times people who really haven't traveled, especially internationally, maybe at all they see it as this kind of grand thing that's so far out of reach but it's really not all of us who like traveling and like to travel internationally I think had that moment in our lives where it was a thing that we wanted to do and we were like oh it seems so far out of reach but I just have to decide to go for it Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's exactly it that it's always possible to change your plans and it's not as scary as it sounds
1: right I think it's also kind of seen as being especially international travel being this very luxurious thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's only as luxurious as you want it to be especially yeah. now living on the west coast we find cheaper tickets to asia than we do yeah. to our home in texas so i feel like if you're flexible about when you can go and how you want to travel it's totally affordable to be able to do that i mean if you're going to book like a big cruise with like a theme park and all that then of course it's going to be more expensive but mm-hmm. if you're willing to be a little more flexible and try like more local things then i feel like anybody can do it at any price point i so. agree with
0: that completely I think that some travel can definitely be expensive to what you're saying. Yeah. Like if you want to make a trip expensive, you can definitely yeah. always make it expensive. But I travel a lot in college and I was so dirt poor. But mm. I found a lot of ways to like get scholarships to travel or go through programs that would pay for me to travel or pay mm. for me to work in a different country. And I had so little money, basically zero money. Right. <laughs> and I still made it work. And I would just cook at home or at the hostel and stay in hostels and, you know, just do a lot of local stuff like you're saying and I think that was fun because I got to live like someone would really live in a different place I wasn't doing the luxurious things but also it wasn't expensive and so I think that yes it costs a little bit of money to travel but it doesn't have to cost a lot of money
1: no totally not I mean I'm a teacher so if I can afford to (laughs) do the international trips then so can anybody I feel like so
0: (laughs) that's like a true inspiration but true (laughs) cool so today you're gonna tell us a little bit about the time you traveled alone for the first time was it all so the first time you're traveling internationally it sounds like or?
1: it is yeah wow. I mean I had been growing up in Texas we had gone just over the border to Mexico and then I'd been to Canada once but this was all like pre passport times like you didn't have yeah. to have a passport to go to those places so you would just go to like Nuevo Laredo for the day or whatever <laughs> but this was my first like really big international trip and it was like I was saying earlier I just got tired of waiting for people's budgets and like timelines to match up there was always a lot of like lip service like oh yeah let's plan this this. us and this but then it never really happened and so mm-hmm. when I got out of grad school and I got a teaching job my very first summer of being employed having like a real job <laughs> I decided I wanted to leave a country I wanted to go do something and so I had started researching and I found a teaching job in Italy for two weeks wow. so I would be in one location teaching and then I'd be in another location beforehand getting training for a week and so I just decided to go big on this and since I was going to Italy I got hired to do this I decided I was gonna go elsewhere and just spend my whole summer over in Europe um, and mind you, I'd never like left. I'd left the country like for those very small bits, but never for such a long amount of time. So I ended up flying into Switzerland, and I was there for a couple of days. And the only reason I picked Switzerland is because I started checking Google Flights to see where the cheapest point of entry into Europe was. That's smart. And it just happened to be Zurich, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going there. So I went there, and then I went down to Italy. I was in Italy for about a month doing the teaching thing, and then just traveling around. And then after that, I went to Paris, which was wonderful then after Paris I went to Lisbon which was also amazing and then my last trip was or my last city for this big trip of two months was Barcelona and so I have to back up a little bit and say I you know really researched like ways to be cheap on this trip because it was just going to be me by myself and everybody's like oh you have to take the trains around Europe and yeah Mm. you should totally take the trains around Europe but if you're willing to do like a discount airline you can get crazy cheap flights from like cities to cities for way cheaper and way less time
0: yeah like five. 5 euros, yeah, and you go on Ryanair or something, exactly. Yeah. So, my
1: discount airline of choice at this time was EasyJet, they're like nice. the, they have the big I've orange label, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, EasyJet, like you could get these tickets and they'd be like 20 30 euros, right, from mm-hmm. like Rome to Paris, whatever. But the catch is you can only take one carry on bag, and so it's not like the American style of carry on bags where you get your like carry on a personal item, you get one bag, and it has to be a certain weight and it has to be a certain size. And so, to check the bag. it's like 50 euros and so like that's where they make the extra money and stay afloat but I figured out like I'm too clever like I can figure (laughs) out another way to like make this work for me so I booked all these cheap flights and then I had this like raincoat I took with me and I got like really savvy about stuffing as much (laughs) shit in the pockets of this like raincoat as I could So I would like show up for my flights and I'd have on like my one pair of pants, right? Mm-hmm. i have like my backpack, which like fit and carry on, but I have like my one pair of pants would be on me and like I brought three pairs of shoes and one of them would be on me and the other two would be in a pocket of the raincoat and then like my travel books would be in the other pocket of the raincoat <laughs> and I'd like have my hat on and I'd have like a hoodie under the raincoat. This is like summertime in Europe, by the way, so I'm like disgusting and hot. But when I was flying to Barcelona from Lisbon, I needed to... Get get my bag a little smaller like at this Mm -hmm. one is the last stop on my trip we're like eight weeks into this trip I picked up stuff along the way and so I needed to get more stuff out of my bag so I could cinch it closed and get it into my raincoat the raincoat had like a pocket on the back right so that you could put stuff in kind of like you know like bike shorts will have like a zip pocket on the back side so it's kind of like that and I think this raincoat was like meant for like cycling or whatever because it was a little (laughs) longer in the back
0: so did you go into this trip with the raincoat knowing that's
1: what you're going to use it for um no I just Divine inspiration. Yeah. When I realized I could see the measuring bags, and I was like, "Crap, my yeah. bag is not gonna make it." So I started putting stuff in. So on this last one, I'm like, "What can I take out of my bag that's like soft in case I have to like lean up against it for a while?" And the only answer to that question is all my underwear. <laughs> and so, so I took my two weeks of underwear out of my suitcase and like a couple of bras and like a couple pairs of, of socks, and I put them all in the butt pocket of this raincoat. Right? I'm
0: feeling and like, they're like loose leaf underwear, basically. Yeah, like, totally. No, they're just like (laughs) stuffed
1: in like this back pocket and I'm feeling really clever and looking (laughs) really odd because I'm like all covered in this lumpy raincoat like with all my stuff my, what was my bag, it was an Osprey backpack it's my big old Osprey backpack. Did
0: you get any weird looks from people ever when you are <laughs> traveling? Every with? time, yeah, but I didn't care, I'm like yeah. this like, it was worth the money yeah, that you saved. this yeah. like
1: lower, like 20s American girl, I like, do <laughs> doing my own thing like I got pretty used to the weird looks for being this American girl abroad anyways, you know, yeah. so no, I didn't care at that point, but I had been really worried this whole trip you know, I felt pretty savvy, but I still, you're nervous when you're traveling alone, and this was pre having cell phone access like all the time when you travel. Yeah. Um, now it's like pretty easy to have data access all the time but at that time it was like super expensive and so I didn't bring my phone with me. I had an iPad and that was it. So anyway, I was really nervous about Barcelona because when I told people I was going there solo they were always like, oh, the pickpockets, the pickpockets. So I'm like coming up on this city and really worried about the pickpockets. <laughs> I'm like thinking about the pickpockets nonstop. I'm so nervous about it and so I get on the plane and I am get my stuff off stashed and like I put my rain jacket under the seat in front of me put my backpack above me and I'm just like preparing myself for like the danger of Barcelona right and all these <laughs> so, dangerous. so yeah. dangerous and so when we land I like get my backpack and I'm leaving and I'm like looking out for pickpockets and I take this shuttle bus to the main plaza in the city and then from that plaza I get on the subway and I'm like still looking around for pickpockets I'm so nervous and I'm thinking about like what do I have on me that's valuable right <laughs> and I'm thinking about well I have my iPad what's my backpack? pack so it's all good and I have my point and shoot camera that I brought with Mm -hmm. me which has like thousands of photos on it at this point because that's all I did was take pictures they're valuable to you yeah exactly I hadn't really like bought too much stuff on this trip but I had all these pictures and I'm like okay I got my camera it's in my raincoat and then it was like a cartoon right we're like this like level of stair-step thinking I'm like where's my raincoat and I start like patting my body on the subway and my raincoat's not on my body and I like look at my backpack and it's not in my backpack and all of a sudden it was like a flashing like light in my brain. The raincoat was still under the seat on the airplane. Oh, so no. my raincoat with my shoes and my books and my underwear for the whole trip and my camera was still oh, no. yeah it was still on this airplane this EasyJet airplane <laughs> and so it was like panic mode like I'm like sweating and I'm so nervous and I don't know what to do yeah. and I get to my hostel and the guy who runs it is like super nice he's checking me in and I'm like I left something on the airplane and I don't know what to do about it and he's like okay that's okay we'll, we'll call <laughs> the airline so he calls EasyJet and he's talking in Spanish and um I'm just kind of like standing there and he keeps getting like transferred around and then he's talking with him and he looks at me and he goes, Okay, what's in the raincoat? And I'm like, shit, you know? Yeah, we gotta go
0: there. Yeah.
1: So I I'm like, well, there's shoes in the pocket. And he looks at me and I hear him like say like Zapato like under <laughs> the, the phone. And then I'm like, there's books and there's a camera. And he's like, okay, what is there anything else? And I'm like, it's like on my underwear. <laughs> And the guy is like, okay, and so he says something to them, and he goes, okay, so they have it, but you have to go back (laughs) to the airport, and you have to go to the EasyJet help desk, and I'm like, okay, so I drop my stuff off at the hostel, and then I basically like backtrack to the airport, so I take the subway to the main plaza, take the shuttle bus back to the airport, have to pay for the shuttle bus, I get there. And I go to uh, just the main help desk in the airport. And I tell them I have to pick up something I left on the airplane. And they're like, what airline? EasyJet. And they say, okay, you have to go to the EasyJet counter. And I'm like, what counter? The the help desk counter? And they're like, no, just go to the EasyJet counter. I'm like, okay. So I go to the ticket counter and I tell them and they're like, uh, well, you that's not here. You have to go back to the help desk. And I'm like, but they sent me here. And they're like, well, we don't have it. So you have to go to the help desk. So I go huh. back to the main help desk at the airport. And they're like, no, we don't we don't have it. We're just a general help desk. You have to go back inside to the EasyJet help desk. And I'm like, okay, inside. inside. Oh. And I'm like, where's that? And they're like, oh, you just have to go back through security to it. And I'm thinking, like, at this point, it's a little over 10 years since 9-11. You go anywhere near, like, the exit of yeah. an airport, you're in, like, big trouble, right? You get yeah. shot, like, whatever. It's super scary. And
0: you can't really go back through the front door. No. Because you don't have a ticket. Exactly. They in without a ticket.
1: Exactly. And so I, at this point, I'm, like, a little panicky. I'm Nobody really seems to be helping me. I don't speak the language enough. To know what's going on and I tell them like I don't have a boarding pass I don't have a ticket so I can't go through and they said oh just go back to the arrivals gate and just walk through just go the other way and I'm like no, like I don't no, I, I and I make a joke and I say, I don't want to get shot. And I remember they looked at me and they rolled their eyes and they're like, This isn't your country. We don't do that here. And I was like, Oh. Okay. I was gonna say that's so yeah, Spanish of them exactly. to be so chill about it. Yeah. yeah. So I decide, oh, I'm gonna do it, right? Deep breath. <laughs> so I go back to the arrival gate and I just start walking against the flow of people arriving at this airport. And acting like it's totally normal. Well, no, I'm not acting like, <laughs> not like I know that it's really weird <laughs> and I feel like it's visible to everybody. And so I just walk and then somebody stops me and I'm like, oh, easy jet help desk. And they're like, oh, okay, this way. And that was it. They led me to the help desk. I had to like identify everything that was in the pocket. And the lady, <laughs> yeah, it was all there. The lady was like, ooh, panties. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my raincoat back and all my pictures and everything was fine. Yeah. And then at that point, I was like, "I'm good. I can handle anything." So were the
0: panties clean, at least?
1: Well, <laughs> they yes, yeah. they were. It was <laughs> all it was all clean. But I was saying, like, even if they weren't, like at that point at the end of my trip, I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> "What are yeah. you gonna do?" Right? That's so, hilarious. So I got all my stuff back, and that was my first big like travel disaster That's <laughs> on amazing. that trip.
0: That is pretty crazy. I would be curious today if they would actually still let you go backwards because that seems just wild to me.
1: I know for sure that they'll let you go backwards (laughs) in Seoul because when I was there this summer, I... (laughs) This
0: is a habit of yours. Yeah, but
1: I'm becoming really good at this. I left my passport at a money exchange desk and I had to go backwards again to like go get (laughs) my passport. So I feel like this is probably just a very unique American (laughs) problem of being worried because I have done it twice and lived to tell the tale. So... Wow. watch your belongings <laughs> in that's the airport crazy.
0: that's great those times you get I your stuff back there too.
1: I feel like I'm a savvy traveler but I'm when I'm hungry or like tired I'm just not good at keeping my things near me it's so, so
0: easy to have that panic moment like when you were describing where you're like oh where's my coat I've definitely mm-hmm. lost things and had that moment of oh my goodness I just assumed this thing was with me for like mm-hmm. the last two hours or something mm-hmm. and then I'm like where did I put it that's such a scary surreal feeling yeah of, I totally thought I had my shit together right now I don't know
1: (laughs) and it's you know it's kind of horrifying too because I feel like I'm a really good packer like I very rarely check bags now like Mm -hmm. become very good at packing and I think there still is this it's not like a stigma because it's not directly affecting me but I feel like there's still an idea that like traveling as a woman solo is like Mm -hmm. still this very dangerous thing and so like when you're doing it you want it to be perfect so that you are showing others like yeah no problem you know it's super easy and I felt safe the whole time and then to have a screw up like that you're like oh man it's like you're fulfilling the stereotype of all that but you know like everybody loses stuff everybody makes yeah. mistakes on that and so I mean that was my first international trip and then losing my passport got it back but <laughs> losing my passport was my last international trip so it's a uh, I guess I'm consistent with that <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah.
0: yeah you really so. are doing it for the sake of journalism because yeah. you're just testing different countries totally to see if you can you totally know what the rules it. are yeah. someone needs to figure this exactly out, so. so there you go yeah. if you
1: lose it don't worry <laughs> and get it back.
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny too. I don't have half as funny of a story, but so I lived and studied in Spain and then I moved from Spain to Poland.
1: Mm-hmm. And different. I have a
0: similar story about just like all of your stuff on the discount airlines because I used Ryanair, mm-hmm. which is also a European discount airline to get super cheap flights in order to move from Spain to Poland. But there was no Ryanair flight directly, but it was still cheaper for me to take two mini flights, so I had Mm -hmm. a layover in Italy, I think, Mm -hmm. and then from there into Krakow. So I did have a bag that I checked, but uh, I had a carry-on, and in the US we don't really weigh carry-ons. And when I left Spain, they also didn't weigh my carry-on, even though they say on Ryanair that they will weigh your carry-on, and if it's too heavy, they'll you know make you check it. And I think at that time, too, they only let you check one bag, so they wouldn't like let me check two bags. So Spain, they're pretty chill, so they didn't weigh it. But I had a lot of life belongings, and so I had some stuff in my carry-on. And I was going in between Italy and Krakow, and they weighed my bag because I had to do the check-in again. And I had lived with a host mom in Spain, and she was a little bit weird. That's like a whole different portal of (laughs) weird stories. But but she was a nice lady, and at the very end, like the last day I left, she gave me a box of really nice Belgian chocolate. So it wasn't a Spanish thing, it was a Belgian thing, but... It was still a really nice gesture of her to, like, give me a really nice a memory, I guess, in right. Europe. Yeah. And so I had those in my carry-on because I didn't want them to melt or get squished in my checked bag. When I was going through the checking in Italy, the lady would not let me through because my bag was, like, a few pounds over what they would allow for the uh-huh. checked bag. So she's like, go back. You have to either check it or throw some stuff. So oh, it was, no. like, there was a big garbage can there. So I was over there at the station. I threw some stuff I really didn't need. Like, I had a travel umbrella and, like, some stuff. Mm-hmm small things. Then I try to go back. She she still wouldn't let me because it was like a pound over still. So <laughs> then I went back and I had like a big box of tampons that I had brought from oh, the US no. and I was like, okay, yeah. I don't need all of these. So I threw that and then I literally had no other things really in my carry-on. I think the carry-on itself was just a little heavy too because back in the day they didn't really make different sizes right. and it wasn't a backpack. It was like a rolly one. So it wasn't like a lot to throw like I had a few clothes or like things I really needed and like some important things because typically you put more important stuff in your carry-on Right. so I was like I really can't throw that much so I threw these Belgian chocolates oh, away no. in the garbage oh, and no. yeah it was so sad and I think in that moment it just really kind of hit me emotionally too I started crying a little bit because even though the Belgian chocolates didn't actually they weren't worth a lot to me it wasn't like oh these are worth $100 right. or something but it was more of the thought of I lived in this woman's house and she gave me these chocolates and now I'm continuing my journey and I was you know tired and I had been traveling all day and I'm throwing these chocolates away and it was just like a sad moment for me but I wipe my tears like I just have a couple of tears and I wipe them and then I'm like okay I still don't think it's like probably enough but I took some stuff out and threw it I'm like crossing my fingers like maybe she'll let me go and I think that the Italian woman saw me because I walked up to her for the third time and she was just like go. And she pointed, oh, she <laughs> didn't even wait. She just my let bed. you. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I think she no. saw me struggling That's so good. much. That's <laughs> good. But it's like hit or miss too. Because whenever I would take Ryanair, it was really lenient depending on what airport you're in. If they'll actually like weigh your stuff or if they'll care if it's over. But yeah, you definitely have to be a lot more strict about what you're carrying.
1: I think that these discount airlines too, because they do make a lot of their income on these bags and stuff. They're definitely more vigilant about weighing and measuring your bags to Mm -hmm. try to catch you. Yeah, because I agree in the US, I don't think my bag has ever been weighed before. Sometimes they'll make you like put it in the little thing at the gate. You know, to
0: make sure yeah. you carry on like but the size. Not yeah, necessarily the it's more about the yeah. size, you know,
1: because they gotta cram those extra people in, but not yeah. those extra bags. So, yeah, man, did you get any? Did you get to eat any of those chocolates before you threw them I away? I didn't eat a single one. Oh. It wasn't even open It would have yeah. been like my dream just to like open it and like the one time in my life I would have like let myself just shove chocolate <laughs> like in my mouth and eat them. <laughs> that
0: probably would have been a better idea to open one yeah. and eat it, and then but maybe it would have made
1: me less sad. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably so stressed though getting your stuff through so oh well you just have to Um, go back
0: yeah I'll have to go to Belgium and actually buy Belgian chocolates there yeah do it so anyway how (laughs) did you like traveling alone did you enjoy the time traveling alone
1: I loved it so and I feel like I'm you know I'm married now but I'm still all about the solo trips like I'm taking Mm -hmm. a big trip without my husband (laughs) like next month so and he's okay with that he gets it but there's just like it's just a sense of pride like being able to travel by yourself and it's it's also like like you get to enjoy the best part of being selfish when you travel alone because if you don't want to go do something you don't have to do it and mm-hmm. if you're feeling like not so well one day you don't have to like push through you can just lay in bed in your hostel and watch do mad nothing. men on your ipad and that's totally okay because yeah. you're traveling by yourself and you're not letting anybody down so i really love that part of it for me the ultimate accomplishment was every time i arrived in a new city before i got there i would take like a screenshot of like a path to get from wherever i was arriving, whether it train or airport mm-hmm. or whatever to my hostel or my hotel just to make sure that was the most stressful part for me was just getting there and yeah. being in a completely different language and different culture and just getting to where you needed to be so like I yeah. never relaxed until I got to my lodging but then after that I mean it was great it was totally fine and just like I feel like everybody should work in the food service industry at some point everybody should take a solo trip at some point and it doesn't even matter if it's out of state or whatever but just go somewhere yeah. else because it's definitely empowering to be able to do That.
0: Yeah. And I think you have time to sit and think or kind of understand yourself better when you travel
1: alone. I'm definitely an advocate when you're traveling solo, quality over quantity in terms of visiting places. I feel like if you can't spend at least like three or four nights in a place you should probably just skip it and stay longer at your other places before and after I went to Lisbon and I loved it but I was only there for two nights and so I feel like I got to do some things there but I don't feel like I was really like a part of that city and so for any solo travelers considering their first trip don't feel like you have to hit like a new country every few days or even a new city like every other day just choose like a smaller amount and like really go your experience so much more rewarding, I feel you just feel like so powerful. I guess when you can get somewhere in a city and not have to look at your Google Maps or whatever, when you just yeah. know the path to get somewhere, and you can only do that if you've been spending a little more time there than like two nights, so.
0: yeah, just like taxi into the city and taxi yeah. out, and you don't really know yeah. the feel of a city or the rhythm, right? Of the people and the right. culture, and not that you definitely know every detail of it after even like a week in a place, right? Because even Even living in a place for months or a year is so different than visiting for a week. But if you have only like a week or two to spend somewhere, it Mm -hmm. is nice to spend a little bit more time in each place. Depending on where you're going, it might be more cost-efficient too. If you're going to a large city where it's really expensive Mm -hmm. to pay for lodging, then maybe not. But if you go outside of the city or Mm -hmm. to a smaller area, you could save money that way too right
1: traveling is exhausting too so even Mm -hmm. if you're just sitting on a train for five hours it's still just like a mentally exhausting process and so I feel like it always takes me that first half day when you get somewhere Mm -hmm. I don't like to schedule a lot of stuff then because I'm usually tired and I'm trying to figure out like I'm trying to get oriented so I just don't want to waste my time having to adjust to like new places too yeah So
0: I think that's exactly true too that when you're on a train especially in a new place it's not relaxing like I can sit and read or relax quote unquote but it's still like I'm always kind of to what you were saying earlier of like until you're at your place of lodging I'm never fully comfortable right, right while I'm traveling because I just don't know exactly where I'm going even if I have everything mm-hmm. kind of planned out you just don't know how things will work transportation wise right. sometimes until you get there so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know about those pickpockets I thought maybe a pickpocket was gonna pick underwear off of your raincoat
1: <laughs> oh man everything after that trip I just like threw it all away. That's so wasteful, (laughs) and I shouldn't say that, but after you've been wearing the same four or five outfits for like eight weeks. I threw so much stuff away in the airport leaving Barcelona because I was like, I don't ever want to wear this like shirt again. (laughs) It's so gross and I'm tired of it and it just went in the trash and I just got rid of it. It makes
0: sense because you can really wear out a lot of clothes if you're wearing them a lot. Typically in the U.S. we tend to wear clothes not as frequently, at least as a woman. I don't wear like the same shirt every week. Right. So if you were wearing a shirt two or three times a week and just washing it, right? Right just twice a week even over a span of a couple of months it really gets worn out and yeah most clothes will get holy right
1: so. right yeah you just gross.
0: associate it so much with that trip after that point too yeah like those clothes I have certain clothes where I'm like oh I wore this pair of shoes just this entire trip. yeah and like I just can't they yeah just they're so gross with that trip and yeah I need to go yeah. you also
1: remember like some of my clothes I would have to wash in sinks at hostels yeah. with like little laundry packets and even though you get home and you run them Through the washer, you're still thinking about that time that you wore like underwear that you just hand washed, and you know, and you're just like, it just never feels good again. So get rid of it, (laughs) throw it away.
0: So do you have any pictures of you in this raincoat? Oh, yes. Like, yeah,
1: I'll have to show you some. I don't even have it anymore because it was, like, so (laughs) warmed out. I, like, purposely lost it. (laughs) But, yes, that was my one warm weather or cold weather thing, I guess, that I took on this trip because even though it was summer, like, in Switzerland and stuff, it was pretty chilly for being July. So it was a good raincoat, and it served me well, (laughs) but I no longer have it. So
0: (laughs) I think I've read news clips before about, like, oh, a guy who went on, an airline they wouldn't let him put his bag under or whatever so he puts mm-hmm. all of his clothes on his yeah. body. and I've like, seen <laughs> pictures and so I imagine that yeah. I've totally thought of that before like at times in my life where I was in college and I was like I can't check a bag but I have all this stuff right. like I've totally thought of putting every item of clothing that I own on my body yes. and then walking through the yes. security I haven't personally done it but yeah my mind has gone there. well
1: I saw this ad for this like vest that somebody was selling and it's purposely <laughs> being marketed as a way to like get past those airline charges it looks like a Fisherman's vest, and you can like stuff all this stuff. And I remember, like, I saw that, and I saw this really like middle America dude like wearing his like vest (laughs) with crap. And I saw it, and I was like, "What a dumbass! Like, why would you do that?" And then I remember (laughs) that I did do that. (laughs) I just didn't do it with a vest.
0: If you're willing to be uncomfortable you yeah can, I think the older I get the more I'm like I am just gonna pay money for this or like I have gotten better at packing yeah. and I don't have to check things but definitely if you are low on money and you are high on being okay with yes. being really uncomfortable especially yeah. on longer fights then <laughs> go for
1: it. it's fine and you're never gonna see these people again anyways yeah. I mean unless you like make this great lifelong friend whatever <laughs> but chances are these people at the airport you will never see again and it's true. and you are maybe giving them a good story to talk about. <laughs> it was a great trip, so I still look back on it fondly and hope to go back to those places again. So I awesome. loved Spain. Me too, I love I did Spain love it. as well. I have an so, affinity for it, a bias. Yeah.
0: It's a great place and Europe in general is really fun to travel, especially to multiple places like right. you did. So I always
1: ask my guests
0: what is your favorite thing about traveling?
1: I just like seeing other cultures. I know that's very cliché, but I feel like especially with everything that's going on in our world these days, when you experience those other cultures firsthand, you know, your mind opens a little bit more. I always tell my students like you get a new wrinkle every time you learn something new. So I like to think that I have a really wrinkly brain when it comes to <laughs> new cultures. And it just helps you understand like some of these decisions that you look at as maybe strange or exotic or whatever, if you can experience them firsthand. It's just a way of life, right? They probably think yeah. we're really strange and Definitely. kind of barbaric, even. It goes both <laughs> so, ways. Yeah. yeah, and
0: I think too, when you hear about other cultures, it's good to learn about other cultures. Mm-hmm. But hearing something, you might think, "Oh, that sounds weird." But to experience it in person and see, like, "Oh, people live like this and they do this thing because of X, Y, and Z." Mm-hmm. That is just totally. It's a totally different level of opening your mind right. to a different right. way of doing things. Right. So and food, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and food is always all the food
1: is good
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool well thank you yeah thank you hey globetrotters thanks for listening to transpo the travel inspiration podcast if you want more Transpo in your life, you can visit us at transpo.com follow us on Instagram or Twitter, where our handle is at TrinspoCast, or email us at TrinspoCast at gmail.com. Also, when you have the chance, please head to Trinspo.com slash review and leave us an iTunes review so that other listeners can discover our podcast too and get inspired for their next adventure. Thanks for coming along for the journey.